step over that threshold into those heavenly gates, you're really going to know that's true. Now, down here, we've got a lot to entice us. We have a lot of things that seem better than Jesus. But, oh, no. No. If you can grasp that by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is here today, that you could grasp there is nothing, not even these beautiful grandchildren, nothing better than Jesus. Nothing. Just take a moment and, and give him some little words of that you think he is the best. There's nothing, nothing better than him. Just take a moment. Really tell him. Father, how grateful we are that you ripped out your heart and flung it to earth in your son Jesus. That you thought there was nothing better than us either. That you sacrificed your only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would have everlasting life. We are grateful. We are thankful. And we do set you at the highest place here at TLC. You are king of the universe. You are El Shaddai. You are Yehovah Shammah. You are always here. And we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We thank you. We revere you here at TLC. In the name of your beloved son, Jesus. Amen. 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 I could do this for another half an hour. <laughs> There's nothing. Come on, let's do it again. Come on. Come on, let's sing it. There's nothing better than Worship the Lord.
big shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Could go on, couldn't we? <laughs> well, we do have a wonderful message coming up with Pastor Louie, and we look forward to that. And we had a wonderful message this morning in Sunday Bible class. Pastor Bonnie, that was excellent. I don't know where she There she is. That was wonderful. Thank you. You know, and it was real life. It's something applicable for where we live today in our culture. It was so good. So thank you for that. And next Sunday, Jim Duncan will be teaching. He's uh, all healed up. He had COVID. And he's all healed up. Jenny was negative. So he'll be teaching next Sunday. And for you who are visiting today, who are new, I don't see anybody. But uh, for those who are here at TLC all the time, welcome. (laughs) God bless you for being here. And uh, did you know that next Sunday's Father's Day? You know, and I was, I, was, I was thinking of that and preparing the announcements. It's like the Lord told me to tell you, if you need reconciliation with your father, this is the good year to do that. So take that home with you. And this Thursday, we're going to have a TLC men led by Tristan Davison. And TLC, no? Did you say no? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and TLC women led by Linda Wynn Roberts. Where is she? There she is. Okay. Again, I'm so used to being over there. Um, but we, she is continuing this whole series on health. As I once said, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, saints. These are the last days. We don't know what we're going to be facing. It's already difficult. We've had three hard years. We need to get healthy. Does anybody want to say amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, and now it's time for our tithes and offerings. God loves a cheerful giver. And Abba Father, we rejoice to give our tithes and offerings. We rejoice because we are so grateful to you. In Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. So next week is Father's Day. So don't be afraid. The the title for next week is going to be Boys Will Be Boys. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I really, really do. Hallelujah. Now last week we, uh, we talked about Pentecost because it was Pentecost Sunday. And, and we talked specifically about the relationship between Passover and Pentecost, those 50 days after Jesus had uh, the Passover meal with his disciples. They waited 50 days, and then they had Pentecost where they were all together in one place. And a sound like a mighty rushing wind came in, filled them with the Spirit. And has continued to fill us with the Spirit again and again and again. We are full of the Spirit. And so that power of the Holy Spirit, it, it came. And, and what I want you to know that you have this power of the Holy Spirit in you. So today it's, we're going to talk about this just a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. And it's Holy Spirit unpacked. 
You know, you get a message, or if you get a uh, parcel, like we do at our house, from Amazon. If you get a package from Amazon, I'm sure nobody in here does. When they go by my house, I said, they're going to be back. They've just missed my number. And you get that package on your doorstep, and you go get it before somebody else gets it. And, and you know what's in it? Well, you may know what's in it. You may not. But whatever is in it that, uh, and I don't either, Brian, I've never ordered anything on Amazon. Doesn't make me a bad person. But I have people that do that. You don't know what's in there until you unpack it. You get that package. It's like a Christmas present. Until you unpack it, you don't know what's inside. And, and I'll tell you even more. I want to go a little deeper with you here, and I want you to think about this. Is you don't know how much you can use what's in there until you unpack it. You don't know the power that's in there until you unpack it. You've got to get into something in order to really understand what it's got in there for you. And you've really got to get in there to understand what the person that gave it to you, what they intended for you, you got to unpack it. And if you never unpack it, you'll never get the gift. If you never unpack it, you'll never understand what it is that's in there. And if you never unpack it, you'll never be able to use what's in there. I want you to unpack today. I want you to think about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about some characteristics or traits that the Holy Spirit has. And what I want you to do is think about them as I talk to you today. And I want you to be able to unpack what I'm going to talk about. These are just a few that I'm going to talk about today. I may come back and do some more unpacking later. But if you can get these, I'll tell you, you'll walk out of here and your life will be different today. You'll be changed today. And you'll be able to find out not only what's in the package when you unpack the Holy Spirit, but you'll be able to use what's in the package that comes in the Holy Spirit. And not only that, you'll be able to understand where it came from and who intended you to have it and what they intended for you to do with it. It's yours. So there's some characteristics. Is a characteristic is a feature or a quality typically belonging to a person, place, or a thing, and it serves to identify it. One of my characteristics would be a southern accent. You'd hear this and say, hey, that's Louie. You see the way I walk across the yard. I had someone the other day say, yeah, I saw somebody walking across the college campus. It was either you or your brother Frank. But he leans over more. <laughs> it serves to identify you. It's an attribute or a quality a trait, a feature. It makes something different than the other things. I'll tell you, when you can unpack the Holy Spirit and when you can start using what's in the Holy Spirit, it's going to make you different. And not only that, it's going to make other people different. It's something that might make them peculiar or set apart. You ever heard that word peculiar? 
Well, there's a reason for it. Did you know you're peculiar? You've given your life to Jesus Christ. You're peculiar. Look at what Exodus says, 19.5 in the King James. Now, therefore, if you'll obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, my promise, then you will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for the earth is mine. You, you see, when you start getting into the characteristics and you start unpacking the Holy Spirit, you're going to be a peculiar person because not everybody wants the Holy Spirit. Not everybody wants Jesus. Not everybody wants the power. Not everybody wants to use it. But God has intended for us to use it. Look at First Peter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out into darkness and into his marvelous light. God wants you in the light. He wants you to be peculiar. And when you start unpacking the Holy Spirit, when you start reaching in there, uh, my daughter Courtney, she, she knows I love stuff from Pampered Chef, but doesn't make me any less manly. I love to cook and I love to eat. And I get things in there that are peculiar. I use them a certain way. They work a certain way. You'll work a certain way. The Holy Spirit has characteristics that make him special or peculiar. And the first thing I want you to know about the Holy Spirit, and this is a baseline understanding of the Holy Spirit, once you grasp this, you're going to grasp a lot more about the Holy Spirit. First of all, he is part of the Trinity. You've got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's the mystery of the gospel. How do you explain that? How do you tell someone, well, you've got three people in one? But those of you that have experienced God the Father, those of you who have given your life to God the Son, and those of you that have experienced and appropriated and used God the Holy Spirit, you know it's true. Listen to John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, Helper is another name for the Holy Spirit. When the Helper comes, who I'll send to you from the Father. When the Helper comes, who I, Jesus, will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And, and in Matthew, it says this, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. And I want you to also know that he was here from the beginning. The Holy Spirit has been here from the beginning. Before we were, the, the scriptures talk about before we were even born, God knew us. You were wonderfully made. And he was here from the beginning. Talked a little bit about this last week. Genesis 1, verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. It was dark. There was darkness over the surface of the deep. It was dark. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I, I want you to know that Hovering or brooding. Anybody ever had chickens? Yeah, they 
They brood. I have. They shake. They move and they flutter. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the water. I want you to think of a hummingbird fluttering. They're coming to my uh, bottle brushes in the back of my house by the dozens. And you see them fluttering and hovering. And you can see them getting the nectar. It seems like what are they doing? They're not moving around. Man, they're moving. They're vibrating. Think of a hen brooding over or hovering over her chicks. Think of that wingspan that goes out and covers. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing. You unpack the Holy Spirit, you're going to find out he's a trinity. He's part of the trinity. You're going to find out he was here from the beginning. All of this didn't sneak up on the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know something else. He loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. You need to get that in your mind that the Holy Spirit loves you. Let me tell you, you can listen to your conscience. And you can have your conscience tell you that you're worthless. You you can't measure up. You can't do it. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. No matter what I do, I can't get stronger. No matter what I do, I can't keep thinking the way I think. No matter what I do, it just, I can't meet up. I can't make it. I can't do it. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit loves you when you feel unlovable. It's this agape love and there is nothing, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's nothing. You look that up and it's going to say nothing. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what your parents told you or your math teacher told you that you're not going to be. You'll never be. You can never measure up. You're not going to do it. I don't care what a divorce told you. I don't care what an addiction told you. doesn't matter what your husband or wife may have told you or somebody else that you're just not there. You can't do it. Let me tell you, God loves you. And it's not a normal love. It's a supernatural love. Listen to this. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And whoever does not know God, because God is love. God's love. The Holy Spirit loves us. When you unpack it from Amazon and you got the Holy Spirit in there, you're going to know that he's part of the Trinity. He's been with you forever. He loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Think of the death and dying that's been going on in our country. Could you give up one loved one? Could you just say, here, take them? Ah, I couldn't. There's no way. And despite what you have lost and who you have lost, God, he still loves you. He still loves you. John 10.10, the thief comes only in order to steal, to kill, and destroy. It says, I came that they may have life, and the Holy Spirit doesn't just want you to have life. He wants you to have it abundantly, to the full, till it overflows is what the Amplified says. Look, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the three in one, the Holy Spirit wants you to have life so good 
He wants to speak into your life. He wants to be in your life. He wants to have communion with you in your life. He wants to help you. He wants to help you every day, in every way. He wants to guide and direct you. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. Listen to John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, who I will send to you from the Father. Again, when the Helper comes that I'll send to you from the Father. The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Other versions here in John 15, 26 says, but when the Helper, it says, when the Advocate comes. You know what an Advocate is. It's someone who, yes, stands up for you, argues for you legally. We've got a legal right to the promises of God. We've got a legal right. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they are advocating for us at all times. Amen. Listen to this in John 14, 26. Here's two different versions of Revised Standard and the King James. It says this, but when the counselor, the Holy Spirit, have you ever been to counseling? I have. Yeah. I've been to counseling several times. My wife and I, early on, she thought we needed marriage counseling. So we went. And I picked the person that was known to be the meanest, man-hating counselor you could ever have. I wanted it square in the face if I was doing something wrong. And I never wanted it to be, well, you pick some guy that you knew who was going to say what you wanted him to say. Now, I picked a, I picked a woman who, who was known to, man, if you were a guy, she'd cut you off at your knees. And I went in there scared to death. But the counselor. And as we sat there in the room, she came out to us, the counselor did, and said, okay, here's how we're going to do this. This session is going to be 30 minutes. We're going to take the first 15 minutes with one of you and the second 15 minutes with the other. And then at the very end of that, we're going to bring you together and we're going to just discuss this first time. My wife says, we're not doing that. We're going in together or we're not going in at all. So I looked at the counselor and I said, I said, you're the counselor. <laughs> Do your work. <laughs> uh, Obviously, it lasted for a long time. Yesterday was our anniversary, 34 years. Yeah. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you some things. No. No, he's going to teach you all things. What is it that you want to know? And he'll bring you to remembrance all that I've said to you. In the King James, it says, but the comforter, there's nothing like laying on the bosom of your mother. My mother was a loving woman. I miss her dearly. And even as a grown man, I'd go in and hug her and just snuggle up. You know what I mean? Just get up under her arms and she'd kiss me. It's a comfort. I want you to think of the thing that gives you the most comfort ever. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. When you unpack it, when you get it out of the box, 
the Holy Spirit, he wants to comfort you. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what the diagnosis is. I don't care what the prognosis is. I don't care what the bank account says or the lawyer says. The Holy Spirit wants to comfort you. He's called in, in, in Greek the parakletos, the helper, the advocate, one to come beside. And that's not all. He wants to teach you. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you. Listen to 1 John two twenty seven. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you. I want you to think of anointing. I want you to think of what an anointing is. I want you to think of how Samuel anointed Saul, how Samuel anointed David. I want you to know that there's a special anointing oil in the Bible, and it's an oil that is poured over you. And it's not like we see in our churches now where you, you get a dip of oil on your head. The anointing in the Bible was like a hen of oil. It's like three liters. And when you were anointed, you were anointed from head to toe. Everybody knew you were anointed. You get a little tip right here, and you can push your hair down. Well, I can't, but you can push your hair down and hide it so nobody will know that you're crazy, you're pe- peculiar. But the anointing that God gives you is a full anointing. It's an anointing that covers you from head to toe. It gets in your pores. It gets in your ears. It gets all over you. If you've got clothes on, it soaks them. You're saturated with the anointing. And as for you, the anointing which you receive from him, it abides in you. See, it's not just a physical outward anointing. This anointing of the Holy Spirit is something that's inside. How does it get in there? It gets in there through belief, through faith. And it comes and it it says that you'll have no need for anyone to teach you. But his anointing teaches you. Have you ever been and heard someone say something? You say, wait a second. I don't think that adds up with the Bible. I think they're making that up. My brother Frank and I would do that. Frank, do you believe that? Let's see what the Bible says. We'll check it out. You'll receive an anointing. And it teaches you in all things. And it is true and not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you abide in him. When you can get the Holy Spirit in you who wants to teach you, that, that Holy Spirit gets in you and it helps you discern. Listen to uh, Luke twelve twelve. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment when you need them. I had a person call me this week and she said, Louie, I've got a big decision. I've been in this job for a long time and it feels like God is having me move. It, it's less money, but just seems like God is is saying, I need to move. I need to move. So I share with them this voice, this verse. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say, because she said, I don't know what to say to my boss. I'm afraid they're going to counter offering. I'm going to have to make a big decision. It's going to be a big mess. I said, you love the Lord and the Lord loves you. You're appointed, you're anointed, you're saved. If you feel like you're hearing from God and I'm not hearing you say anything that's against the word of God, you just walk up there. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. And she texted me later and said, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. John 14, 26, but the counselor, 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And he'll bring to your remembrance all I've said to you. I've had dreams. Most recently dreams about my father where he would tell me something. I'm, I'm going through a change in my life. I'm making some changes in workplace. And I said, Daddy, talk to me about that. And I had this dream and there it was. Just played back. I'll remind you of the things I've said to you. My father is a very important part of my life. And he remains that way. The Holy Spirit, when you unpack it, when you reach it out there, he wants to give you gifts. Don't you think for one minute that the Holy Spirit's looking to take anything away from you. He wants to give you something. Think about Christmas or birthdays or physical gifts or monetary gifts. Those gifts go away. You can't keep them. They won't last forever. But the gift that the Holy Spirit gives you will last forever. And these are gifts for you to use just like you get, but they're spiritual gifts. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says there are different kinds of gifts, but they're given to believers by the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit, do you give your kids all the same gifts? Okay, you're going to have a t-shirt from McDonald's. You're going to have a t-shirt. You're going to have a t-shirt. You're going to have a... Uh, no. You give them gifts based on their personality, their characteristics, what they can do. I'll give one daughter a stethoscope because of what she does. I'll give another a nice outfit for what she does. God has gifts for us. And they're all, they're given to believers by the same spirit. God's got a gift for you. Do you know that gift? Have you asked for that gift to be revealed? He wants you to use it. It's a gift. It's free. He wants you to begin to walk in this gift that the Holy Spirit's got the power. Listen to 1 Corinthians 12, a couple of verses here. To some people, the Spirit gives a message of wisdom. To the others, the same Spirit gives a message of knowledge. To others, the same Spirit gives faith. To others, that one Spirit gives gifts of healings. We activated those gifts this morning for someone we know is sick. We activated those gifts. To others, he gives the power to do miracles. To other, the ability to prophesy. To other, he gives the ability to tell the spirits apart, to discern. To others, he gives the ability to speak in different kinds of languages that they haven't known before. And still other, he gives the ability to explain what was said in those languages, like in the day of Pentecost, like many of you have seen in settings before. One would speak, one would interpret. All these gifts are produced by one and the same Spirit. He gives gifts to each person just as he decides. What's your gift? What's God pushing you towards? What's he starting to reveal to you? In the times that we have coming in this nation, you just see it. We need these gifts. We need Holy Spirit gifts. We need Holy Spirit love. We need to be directed to do things. God wants his church to go, to do. 
He wants us each individually with those around us to do. Ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be opened. You're powerful. You're loved. You're anointed. But the fruit of the Spirit, He's got gifts for you. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. God's got gifts for you. He's got fruit for you. And that's not all. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. That's David. And from his roots a branch that will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. But wait. There's more. The Holy Spirit is not condemning you. you're thinking, man, the Holy Spirit is just condemning me. I'll just never make it. This Holy Spirit is beating me up. Romans 8 says this. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. I don't know what you can do every day to not mess up. I haven't figured it out. But if you mess up every day, which you will, it's called sin. You you, you just mess up. You can't get it right. The things you do, the things you say, the things you think. And you can get and let your conscience, that soulish part of you, that mind, will, and emotion, it can start to condemn you. And you can start listening to that. But the Holy Spirit who abides in you, who has anointed you, who wants to teach you, who wants to give you gifts, who's been there from the very beginning, he's not looking to condemn you. That condemnation is not from Christ. Listen to this, Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed be everyone who hangs on a tree. See in Galatians The writer talks about how Jesus was put on a tree and our sins were redeemed by him. He's part of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. John 3, 17, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. No one who believes in him has to fear condemnation. Don't fear condemnation. It's not from God. He may convict you, man. He may convince you. But you see, God had the opportunity to condemn you. But instead, he he chose his son. No one who believes in him has to fear condemnation. Yet, condemnation is... The re, already the reality for everyone who refuses 
to believe because they reject the name of the Son of God. Holy Spirit unpacked. He's got characteristics that are peculiar. You can't use him unless you take him out. Unpack the Holy Spirit in your life. Unpack it. Set that package aside. Think about what you've got in the Holy Spirit. Think about all that the Holy Spirit wants to do for you and think about where that gift came from. It came from God. He's part of the Trinity. He was here from the beginning. The Holy Spirit loves you. He wants to help you and he wants to give you gifts and he's not condemning you. Right now I ask you, I challenge you, if you're not using the power of the Holy Spirit like you could, if you're not using the power of the Holy Spirit like God gave it to you, if you're not using it like you'd like to, I want to pray for you now. I want to set some things straight with you. The gift didn't come from Amazon. It, it came from God. Don't let it sit in the corner any longer. Don't just peek in and take a look and wonder what it's like. You don't do that with any other gift. Reach in. Unpack it. Take it out. Start using it. Dear God, right now, Father, I thank you for your Son, and I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the one to come beside. Father, right now, I, I ask that you would give them a revelation. Give us all a revelation of what you have in store for us as we reach in. Pull out what you have for us, that we can use it. Father, help us understand that with boldness, You've given us power. You've anointed every spot of us, every speck of us. We're totally anointed, not just partially anointed. And that you abide in us. Holy Spirit, right now, convince those that need convincing that your power is real, that you want them to come alive. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Next week, boys will be boys. It's a message for everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.